Thank you so much for joining us online. We want Bethany to be a place where people can get connected to God, to each other, and to the world. If you would like someone to talk to or to pray for you, you can email us at prayer at bethanysite.com. We also greatly appreciate everyone that gives so generously at Bethany. If you'd like to give, you can do so by clicking Give in the top right menu on our homepage at bethanysite.com. Again, thank you for joining us online. We hope that this service will be a blessing to you. Hello, Bethany. So good to see everyone. And uh, I want to welcome you. If you're watching online, we want to welcome you today. And uh, we're in this series called IOU. And if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Romans 13. And uh, we are doing this uh, summer series. And it's kind of controversial. We did politics uh, last week. And today we're doing money, which is probably even more controversial. So I have this mind sweeper so I can, you know, try to stay away from the minds. And as I talk about this stuff, if I offend you, um, uh, I, I apologize in advance. Uh, I don't feel bad about it, but uh, I'm going to be talking about, you know, some really uh, great ideas, and this is such a, a radical idea. It's a biblical idea, and uh, I'm just going to cover one verse. In fact, I'm only going to cover really two words in the, the one verse, but I want to read to you. If you'd look at verse 8, that's our theme verse, and verse 8 says in Romans 13, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. So this is the idea that there's no debt except love, and I want to talk about having no debt. And I know that some of you that you live with no debt but if you are an American, most people have debt. And uh, this is really going to be different looking at it this way. But let me give you like three different uh, translations, three different versions. So the NIV says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Romans 13.8 says, uh, owe no one anything except to love one another. And then the New American Standard Bible says, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. And so I want you to know there's this dream. There's a dream of having no debt. How many of you would like to have no debt whatsoever? And uh, there's a lot of people who say, yeah, that would be nice. You know, that's really great, but it's probably not going to happen. So uh, let me just tell you that word, no debt, you know, or owe nothing, uh, in the original language is, um, uh, it's like uh, othella, but it's ophella, you know. And it's sort of like, oh, fella, you got to get out of debt, you know. And it's an imperative. It's a verb. An imperative is a directive. It's a command. And it's the idea that we're not to owe, we're not to be in debt or to be obligated or to be a debtor. And it denotes the idea of having the weight of debt, the burden of debt, the load, the worry, the fret, the millstone, the onus, the obligation, the yoke of debt upon us. So I, I want to talk about that, but I want to make it real practical. I want you to know that we've been teaching no debt for a long, long time, and we use probably the loudest uh, voice in the room. Well, we've been using Financial Peace University, and uh, I, I asked the teacher that uh, teaches uh, Financial Peace University here at Bethany uh, if I could interview him. His name is Tony Duck, and I've got a video just uh, introducing him. And so if uh, you would uh, watch this, this will kind of introduce him. And I want you to know that uh, we're having Financial Peace this fall, and we'd love for you to join that if you would like to dig out from debt and actually get to a point of not having 
having debt. So watch this video. Just want to introduce to you uh, Tony Duck. Uh, Tony Duck uh, teaches uh, our Financial Peace University class here at uh, Bethany. And uh, it's really exciting uh, seeing people get out of debt and not be a slave uh, to debt anymore. And so, uh, Tony, maybe just kind of share uh, a little bit about yourself and, uh, and the joy that you have teaching people to get out of debt. <laughs> uh, thanks, Pastor George. Uh, my name is Tony Duck, and I am um, kind of the second generation of FPU here. Uh, Tom and Sylvia McMullen were actually the first uh, coordinators at Bethany, and uh, in 2009, I came in and uh, helped uh, go alongside them, and then after that, I took over that uh, mantle of coordinator. So how much debt have people at Bethany been able to get out of debt? If you added up all the years and then all the money, you think approximately? So approximately, uh, we have been able to pay off $246,000 worth of debt over the time period that I have been uh, the coordinator. I'm sure there's been much more than that with Tom and Sylvia. That's awesome. So tell us your story. Well, um, my story began probably right after the military. Um, I'm a former Air Force uh, veteran, and I moved here uh, from Kentucky uh, after being in the Air Force for four years, and I stayed here uh, after I f uh, found and fell in love with my wife, Julie. And as I began to think about what I would be doing after the military, college came up. And as college became a thing for me to think about, um, obviously I had the GI Bill and things like that to use, but I had the expenses that I needed to have um, mostly the, the expenses that I had when I was in the military, very small. However, I did find myself in a little bit of debt. And as I kind of thought about what I was going to do next, I wanted to be the next Rockefeller. I wanted to be a wealthy person. And so I started to study investments and things of that nature. And what that led me to is to uh, think about the foundations of what that means. And part of that foundation is getting yourself out of debt. Um, as I looked around trying to find people who were masters of that, um, I ran into Dave Ramsey. And um, at the time, he was uh, in his infancy. He was still doing uh, classes out of libraries. Um, he was doing ministry in church. Uh, the FPU program hadn't really existed yet. So as he grew, uh, I got to know him uh, from afar uh, in that particular information. But as we uh, got closer to getting married, Julie and I, and being together, having a family, things of this nature. I lost touch with those uh, foundational principles, and of course we found ourselves in much more debt. Uh, buying a house, getting cars, uh, kind of living a life that um, put us in a place where we needed to uh, rediscover Dave. And at that time, probably around 2007, uh, is when I did rediscover Dave. And by then, he had become uh, the nation's foremost leader on getting out of debt. So I want you to know that uh, Tony Duck is with us. If you want to talk to him after the service, you know, he would talk to you. He's right here. You know, he's kind of a big guy, but I promise you he's really gentle and he has a great sense of humor. You will love the class, even though many times people struggle going to uh, a financial peace class because, you know, it's hard to admit that you have debt and you need help. And uh, But we want you to uh, consider that. I want you to know, uh, the next thing I want you to know is that 
uh, debt is a cruel master. I don't know if you realize that, but uh, the more you're in debt, the more cruel it is. And I don't know if you know this or not, but it's easier to get into debt than it is to get out of debt. I don't understand that. I don't understand why that is. You know, I've struggled with weight all my life, and I want you to know that it's such a struggle for me to lose weight, and I can take weeks to lose five pounds, but I can take one weekend and I can gain five pounds. So I don't understand it, you know. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the allure of ice cream, but uh, I want you to know that, that debt is a cruel master. Proverbs 22.7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. So if you are uh, borrowing money and going into debt, you know, it can be just a terrible, cruel master. And then there's some steps that we teach in Financial Peace University. And everything that I'm kind of talking about is, you know, really practical and it's not really mine, but I, I want to have a practical help for people that are struggling with this. And if you are not in debt, this doesn't even apply to you at all, you have just your finances perfect, you know, praise the Lord. But this should help a lot of people, especially young people. But there's some basic baby steps, and I, I talked to um, Tony about the baby steps, and, and here's what he had to say. Watch this. Uh, maybe you can um, talk to us about just some of the baby steps that really help people get going. Well, so there's seven baby steps um, that the program focuses on. Uh, the first three are the foundational pieces and they're the, the most important. So the first is uh, getting yourself uh, $1,000 of savings. And what this does is creates a small emergency fund. And that emergency fund helps you with the little things that happen, um, such as um, maybe you need your brakes done, maybe the hot water tank goes out. Uh, the idea is that that helps you not have to use your credit cards in order to pay off those expenses. So um, baby step one is thousand dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, baby step two is to um, then get yourself out of debt. So your whole goal for the, the next 24 <laughs> to 48 months is to work on uh, getting yourself out of debt as fast as possible. Um, baby step three is to uh, grow your emergency fund from uh, the thousand dollars up to three to six months of expenses and as you've probably heard many times that three to six months allows you to take care of larger items and uh, things that would uh, be a big setback such as a job loss um, that three to six months allows you to continue to pay your bills so that when you are ready you're able to get back on your feet and continue to save building that three to six months back up the next baby steps are kind of together, four, five, and six. Um, four is about retirement. So you begin to create your own retirement plan. Um, number five is kids' college. So you, you begin to uh, plan for college. And then um, uh, you're looking to pay off your house. So uh, part of that uh, idea is that um, we want you to look at your situation, assess what your, your comfort level is. You, know, you may or may not want to pay for your kid's college, so that's a, a thing to consider. Uh, but that 15% that you would then take from paying off your debt, you would roll into your investment. And we want you to focus on that until you're ready to retire. Um, 
the college funding is simply a matter of if you're in a position to add money to your kid's college fund, you would go ahead and do that. And then lastly, um, being able to pay off your home, um, which is the largest expense that you will have in your lifetime, um, is it is beyond a freeing thing uh, to pay off your home. I've had many people who have gone through the program pay off their house and say the grass just feels different when you walk through it. So, yeah, I can testify to that. You know, <laughs> it's been it's been awesome. Yes. Okay. So last is uh, giving. Uh, so the most important part of uh, dealing with this whole process is being able to give back. Um, part of our um, our initiative is to help people get out of debt, um, whether it be a, uh, a an issue with school loans or an issue with medical bills or anything like that. Once a person is out of debt and they're able to be on their plan and, and, and paying for things in such a way that they have uh, enough left to then begin to uh, invest and give, that's where we want them to be. And, and Baby Step 7, it's all about increasing your investments and being able to give back. Um, and not just a, a matter of salvation. What's um, one of the things we talk about in the first Baby Step is that tithing is something that should be done irregardless of what your your current financial situation is um, because that's that's what God's asked us to do is give first fruits and uh, in baby step seven the idea is that we're now able to give offerings we're able to do other things outside of our tithe and with the growth of your wealth and your investments um, that would be able to be things that you're able to then share with the rest of the world So we're going to have that class in the fall, and uh, the rest of the time I want to just give you uh, some of the, those steps again and just kind of go through them and uh, kind of give you some uh, biblical verses to go with that. So uh, that number one step is stop digging a hole of debt. It's so easy to get in debt. So stop digging and start saving like an emergency fund. I've got this great verse, Psalm 715, that says, whoever digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit that they have made. And man, that really applies to debt. It's a little taken out of context, but I love that verse. The second thing is to start paying off all consumer debt. And when we say that, and we're talking about all the debt except for a house, because a house is an appreciating, or usually it's an appreciating uh, asset. But the other uh, consumer debt, you want to free yourself. And uh, one of the techniques they talk about is the snowball technique, is where you pay off the smallest bill first so that you have a victory. Like if you owe $500 in credit cards, you pay that off first, and then the next bill at 3000 the next one, whatever. And some people you know that have come to uh, class have had 30, 40, 50, 70, $75,000 of consumer debt. And there's this wonderful verse that we use, Proverbs 6, 5, that free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter like a bird from the snare of the fowler. And so this is the idea of having gazelle intensity. And I don't know if you've ever seen some of those PBS uh, shows where the gazelle's trying to get away from the cheetah. And, you know, most of the time it gets away, but once in a while you see the cheetah get it, you know. And so debt will get you. It will bury you. So this is the idea is you want to get out of debt and have that gazelle intensity. 
And consumer debt, just in case you're wondering what it is, it's credit cards, auto loans, school loans, payday loans, medical debt, home equity loans, etc. So you want to pay off that. And then the third thing, and then this is Pastor George's advice, and they actually teach uh, uh, how to get a budget, is make a priority budget. Now, when I married Elaine, I didn't realize this, but my wife does not believe in budgets. And so I went around telling people for years, you know, Elaine doesn't believe in budget. I mean, she's the best budgeter that I know. And we went to FPU together, and uh, I, we said, well, you know, Elaine doesn't believe in a, a budget. And they said, well, how do you do your finances? And I started telling them, she said, you do have a budget. That's called a priority budget. And I think, personally, you know, because Elaine does it, is that a priority budget is absolutely Absolutely the best budget in the world and the reason it's a priority is that you pay the priority first second third fourth and one thing that I've been teaching the whole time I've been here at Bethany and then for years and years before in my ministry is that uh, you have this formula of give to the Lord 10% save 10% and then live off the rest but with the economic times changing and uh, we have so many people that have to change how we do savings. I've changed my formula to give to the Lord 10%, save 20%, and then live off of 70%. And when that financial um, recession came in 2009, people were living at 100% or 101, 103. And when the recession came, people lost their homes. They lost all kinds of stuff. But if you're used to living off 70% of your budget, you could take a 30% cut and you would still be able to live where you're at. So this is like one of the most important things. Proverbs 27, 23. And many of you are going to say that does not fit today, George. But I love it. It says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. And back then, they didn't have, you know, like the money system that we have, uh, but their herds were their money. And this is the idea that you need to know where your money is coming from, how much is coming in, and how much is going out. Now, I know there's a lot of folks that already do that, but it's really important that you're, if you're married, that your spouse is on the same page as you. And one thing they teach is a lot of fun in FPU. You wouldn't think that getting out of debt is a lot of fun, but they teach a lot of fun. And one of the things they teach is in almost every family, there's a nerd and then there's a free spirit. And in our family, Elaine's the nerd. She, you know, the nerd needs to have control. The nerd needs the checkbook. The nerd needs to uh, write the budget. And then the free spirit has the right to veto that, you know. And so uh, I'm the free spirit. I'm the one that made a lot of financial mistakes. I'm a, I, I got us in trouble a couple times just going out and bought a car, didn't even tell her about it. Just a lot of immature things. And Elaine slowly educated me, and I'm much better now. So I want you to know that We've dug ourselves out of debt. I'm not trying to preach at you. I want you to know that this is really important. So the new formula, let me give it to you real quick. Give to the Lord 10%. And that's, that's a definition of generosity. If you give the Lord 10% and Israel and the church has used that as a benchmark for thousands of years, you are a generous person. Second uh, Corinthians 9 says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should decide what you've, in your heart what to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 
And so 10% is just an awesome way to go. And then the second thing is to save and to move up to 20%. If you're really deep in debt, this just sounds crazy, but if you start paying yourself, you know, you start saving, you move up till you're saving 20%. Proverbs 30:25 says, "Ants are creatures with little strength, yet they store up their food for the summer." And and I just I love that verse. And this is the idea that you need to save. And then the other one is to live off the rest and you prioritize it. You prioritize your family needs, you know, food, shelter, basic clothing. Basic clothing means, you know, for us for many years was value village, and that was basic clothing. My wife is great at secondhand shopping, and I'm great at going to Walmart when it's off season and getting shirts for $3, $5. You can actually do it pretty inexpensively. The one place I won't skip, skimp, is underwear. You know, I, I, won't, I won't buy used underwear. I, I buy the new. So anyway... Elaine always tells me, don't use that line, especially in front of TV, but anyway. So uh, 1 Timothy 5.8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So the fourth thing that I would tell you is, uh, is the fourth, fifth, and sixth is the idea of saving. And many times people are digging out of debt, digging out of debt, and that takes anywhere from you know, a year to 18 months, sometimes 48 months. But one of the biggest things is to save three months to six months expenses. And again, it's the idea, go to the ant, you know. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in the summer and gathers its food for the harvest. So save that money and be ready if something happens. And then number five is, you know, save uh, for retirement. Save for when you're going, and it's changed. Uh, Elaine's father, my father-in-law, Eldon, is uh, 96 years old. And he retired when he was 55. He's been retired longer than he was working. He worked in the age, the golden age, where they gave him a huge pension. Uh, they gave him uh, the Cadillac of, of medical that's still today, you know, amazing. He doesn't have to pay anything. And when he was saving through the company's saving plan, they matched it dollar for dollar. You put in a dollar, and I think it was up to 10% of his salary. So can you imagine, you know, living in those kind of benefits? And so retirement is great, but now you, the onus is on us to save. And so save for your retirement. And then uh, the number six, which I think is what Elaine and I learned the best, was to pay off your house early. So here's, here's our story. First house we bought, 1982, we got a screaming deal. Uh, we had a government first-time first buyer for a house, and our loan was reduced to 15.5%, and it was just awesome. We got our first house. You know, some people are just shaking your head like, oh, my goodness. We paid 15.5%. Second, we moved to a new ministry, and uh, it was 100 miles away, and it was like uh, three years later, and so we got a, a really reduced loan. It was like we just couldn't believe it. It was 13.5%. It was just awesome. And then six years after that, we moved to Bellingham, and we got even a better screaming 
idea. We bought our house at 8.5%. And then 13 years later, I came here to Bethany to become uh, the, the senior pastor, and we got our house unbelievable for right around 4.5%. It was just, like, amazing. And then Elaine and I, because everyone was going, we were getting, trying to get people to go to Financial Peace. We said, well, we need to go. We could learn some stuff. So we went, and one of the things they talked about was saving and paying off your house early. So, you know, right at that moment, just about that same time, uh, the interest rates dropped again, and we were able to get a, a, a loan for about 2.5%, and we got a 10-year loan. You don't hear about those very often. We ask, and we get a 10-year loan? And we were able to pay off our house early. It's actually possible to do that. And it's harder and harder because, you know, the housing market is really hot. It's really going up. But also, whenever something goes up really hard and fast, guess what happens? It will come down. So if you don't think it will, just wait. You know, see, something's going to happen. So uh, paying off your house is great because if you don't have a house payment, and a lot of you are just shaking your head, ah, i got 30 years on this thing. Just shaking. It's not possible. But I'm telling you, it is possible, and at Financial Peace University class, uh, they actually will teach you how to do that. So then the last step is the best one, and that's giving back. You know, it's not just the tithe, but it's also giving back in your treasure, your time, and your talent. And uh, I want you to know that God loves a cheerful giver, but uh, we are just at that stage where we're able to give more. And I've always felt as pastor I needed to give more than that 10%. But also in a lot of areas, there's a freedom for paying off things. So Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then verse 13 says, um, you were called to be free. Don't indulge the flesh, but serve one another. And so when you get that freedom, the, the get out from under debt, you're not having that, that, that master that is forcing you and, and putting pressure on you. You have time to think and help and serve others. And when someone needs a loan, you know, can you loan some money to me? You're able to say, I'm not going to loan it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. And it's amazing when you're able to do the things because you're not strapped. Now, I don't know your finances. I know that money is personal. I know that people, you know, struggle talking about it, but they make it a lot of fun. And I, I encourage you, if you need to go to Financial Peace University, we'd love to have you go. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is just imagine if every single person in this room had absolutely no debt. Some of you just shaking your heads. If everyone had no debt, your debt was paid off, what would your life be like? What would the life of our church be like? What would your neighborhood be like if you were completely debt-free? And I know there's some financial people that are way better than me. You know, I'm a pastor talking about an area that I'm not an expert in. Probably should have Elaine up here because she's the nerd. She knows this stuff better than I do. But I want you to know, uh, we've been blessed, and I think following some of these principles, you can get debt-free. And Dave Ramsey, who started Financial Peace University, I want to make sure that I give credit for that, he has this saying that I actually love. It's kind of arrogant, but it really is an awesome saying. If you live like no one else, later you can live like no one else. And there are so many people that are in debt 
And what would it look like if you were free? Amen? Hey, stand with me and let me pray and uh, pray uh, for you and for us. Father God, just thank you for each person here. And just pray that you would bless them, shine your face upon them, and give us um, just moments of reflection where we gaze upon you and worship you. Pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. We also pray, Lord Jesus, for those that are struggling with debt. We know there's people that, that they don't know um, where their next meal is going to come from. They're living uh, hand to mouth. We know that there are people that are strapped with debt, and it's such a struggle. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you would free them. I pray that uh, we would have the a greatest amount of people go to financial peace in the history of Bethany. We pray that we would see people set free from financial worry, that they would actually have financial peace. We ask this. You're the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace.